We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Wire Podcast Network. That had a real NPR sound to it. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Chris Biederman, the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee, is going to join me shortly. A little bit of a scheduling quirk this week. We're recording this Wednesday evening. This will come out Thursday, and then we'll get a podcast out Friday, uh, hopefully Friday evening, and uh, at least Saturday morning with kind of final injury updates because injuries are going to be something to watch for for both sides uh, with, with significant players on the injury report, and we will get into that here in a bit. And we will do our pick six a little bit early this week, doing our pick six, the six 49ers that we think will have an impact in their week nine game against Arizona. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. has got him and a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown 49ers. Chris, I'm sorry to have had scheduling this happen. Make you sit here with me on a Wednesday night for the third time in four nights. You're having to look at my face and I'm it's really fine. sorry. It- it's fine. It's not like we, we ever record on Thursdays. So <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's just, it's a kind of a new thing that I, that I've not gotten used to after doing it. Oh, three months. Yeah. But anyways, we've got, let's, let's start minor news. Debo Samuel NFC offensive player of the week, his first such award, 171 yards, six catches against the bears. Could have had a touchdown, maybe two. Well, could have had one because the handoff got botched. But just, I mean, 171 yards and, and impactful plays to it. The 50-yard catch, the 83 yards on the screen. Um, the Niners don't win on Sunday without Debo Samuel. Yeah, and now he's he's he couldn't practice today on Wednesday mm-hmm. um, because of a calf injury. But, yeah, I mean, through the first... Uh, through the first seven games of the season, he's definitely the, the MVP of the team, right? 
Like, is, it's it, not is even it even close. close? Is there even no. another candidate? It's like Debo Samuel, a lot of space. And then you could, I think, argue Elijah Mitchell and Nick Bosa. Yeah, I would probably go Bosa because I think he's played in every game, right? Yes. Um, maybe that's that's a list we could do down the road, but um good offseason content. <laughs> yeah, offseason content. Yeah, but I, I think you know what what we've seen from Debo is just an evolution in his game that like I'm very surprised, frankly, that that he got to this point, right? Like I thought Debo Samuel could be a really good like number two receiver. Um, but right now he's one of the best receivers in the league, like full stop. And and that's mm-hmm. being used in a bunch of different ways, right? It's being used on deep passes. It's being used in intermediate throws. It's being used in the running game and the tunnel screen game, obviously. Um, so he's really evolved into this multifaceted weapon that sort of exemplifies Kyle Shanahan's positionless football approach, right? Like he right. can line up in the backfield and take a carry. He could be a deep threat. Um, so he's, he's just a very, very good player right now. And if he keeps this up, he's going to be in for a big payday. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, right? Because he's had some injury issues. Um, receivers are not cheap, like Debo Samuel on the open market, assuming he has this type of season, maybe, you know, he, he might not get an extension this year, given he's, he's eligible for the first time after his third season. Mm-hmm. But if he does it again in 2022, and is one of the oh. league's best receivers. And it's like, man, are, are the Niners going to have to pay Debo Samuel like $20 million a year to keep him? Like, are they going to have to give him the Amari Cooper contract or more because the cap's going to go back up and just sort of the natural progression of contracts means that like mm-hmm. these guys make more money. Like that's going to be part of the discussion if he keeps us up. Um, Do you so- think that's something when they kind of project everything out over, you know, they, they do their, they do their five-year window. You know, that that's what they say. They plan five years ahead. Do you think that after last season, they were factoring in 20-plus million dollars for Debo Samuel in 2023? Probably not. They, they were probably they were. factoring in <laughs> $25 million a year for Nick Bosa. Correct. After this season or the next two. Um, so They do have an advantage that they're going to have a quarterback on a rookie contract for, for a couple of those years, which is helpful, but Unless they just decide to roll it back with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, but that's that's I the will whole say point, right? that, I would, that, that's not the whole point, but that's part of it, right? Is like I think that would be a better roster. I think that would be terrible for the 49ers, but it would be great for content. Oh man, it would be so funny. <laughs> it would be so funny after all this. They're just like, yep, we're bringing it back with Jimmy. Run Trey it back, boys. Let's ready. go. <laughs> Trey Lance will be six years between starts before he's made the, the 49ers <laughs> starting quarterback. <laughs> no, but D, that, I think it, it's pretty clearly one of the most positive developments from the season is just Debo Samuel's growth and evolution and sort of, you know, it's, he's turned into. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Debo was a team captain next year, right? And and yeah. he's not somebody who I really would have thought of just from a personality standpoint, and as somebody that you would make a team captain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Gross. that's that's a big step for him. And the 49ers yeah. sort of have I don't want to say they have like a leadership vacuum in the locker room right now. They just don't have Richard Sherman, Joe Staley, and DeForest Buckner. Right? They have Fred right. Warner and George Kittle, and you know the quarterback situation is a little muddy and Trent Williams is kind of one of those guys, but there's room for somebody to step up and become a leader in another position group. 
We'll get to the Debo Samuel injury stuff here in a second. The other award, Elijah Mitchell, was voted the FedEx NFL Ground Player of the Week. His first. Just big congratulations to him. Where do you think that I'm assuming it's a plaque or something, some sort of physical award? Where do you think that goes in in the house of Elijah Mitchell? All right. So he's (laughs) a sixth round pick, which I'm guessing he's apartment, maybe condo. Yeah, probably. Probably uh, over off Lake Mill somewhere, if you're familiar with this Santa Clara area. I'm not. I don't know where he lives. Um, just a guess. I'm going to go with a closet somewhere. Like, he has kind so of a you, catch-all closet right not now. Not proudly displaying week, what week was it? Set Week eight? eight. Week eight FedEx Ground Player of the Week. Do you think he gets, like, free shipping? No. $2,000 get donated in his name to an oh, HBCU okay. Oh, to cool. needs-based scholarships for needy HBCU students. All right, that's great. Per the release that was sent to my email. <laughs> I, yeah, I've I've largely ignored those releases. As fun as they are to sift through when you get 40 of them a day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Elijah Mitchell is a good player. Also got this. Uh, the 49ers recalled, John, or the uh, Warriors recalled Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody to their roster today. Oh, that's exciting. Another release I got. Yeah, let's know. go through your press releases. That's really fun content. <laughs> um. Warriors media schedule. Is, uh... <laughs> I got the Kings one if you want it. Oh, but... please. Let's go. <laughs> um, Elijah Mitchell's a good player, man. And he's, and really he's a good. little bit banged up now, too. He's got a rib injury. It, it looked like at the end of that game, he was in a little bit of pain on that last drive on a couple of those carries. It looks like he was hurting a, a little bit. So I, I wonder at what point we're going to get like Trey Sermon just like taking a few carries off Elijah Mitchell's plate. Because so far, it's just been Mitchell and then Jamichael Hasty on third down. And it's like, all right, you have a third round pick waiting there. We've seen him play pretty well. Like, he can't get any carries. So, you know, Can if I tell you Mitchell's when in- coming off shoulder and now rib injuries, you're like, all right, let's let's pull the throttle back a little bit and give him a, a few fewer carries instead. Um, Elijah Mitchell has played five NFL games. And he has as many games check that has more games with 17 plus carries than Raheem Mostert. Wow. That's a good stat. And he has more than Tevin Coleman had. He has more than Matt Breida had, and he has the same amount that Jeff Wilson had spread out across three seasons. Look at you. It's the, the volume that he's getting is just not something we've seen. He's leading the carry the team with 81 carries. Next highest is Jamichael Hasty, and 29 of his carries came in the two weeks that Elijah Mitchell missed. So this is the Elijah Mitchell backfield, and I think we talked about this a little bit after Sunday's game, but if he's banged up, it is, you know, they they do have Trey Sermon, they do have Jamichael Hasty, and pretty soon they'll have Jeff Wilson Jr., whose practice window was open uh, today. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back Sunday, because he hasn't played in a f- football game since January, but they have they have enough depth in their backfield. But it seems like this is Elijah Mitchell's run game right now. Yeah, it absolutely is, particularly given the way that the 49ers were able to control the edges, right? And and really, the 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 big news for the 49ers this week, which is sort of tied into that, is the fact that George Kittle's back at practice, and he's probably going to play on Sunday. So. If George Kittle's healthy, 
you think about how effective and efficient the 49ers offense was against the Bears, throw George Kittle back into that mix and you're going to potentially be able to block better on the edges. We saw a, a really nice game from Charlie Warner in that respect. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to get George Kittle contributing in the passing game in a way that Charlie Warner definitely can't. So, you know, you're probably not going to get Debo Samuel like accounting for 47 percent of of the team's receiving yards like he is right now um, with George Kittle back. But that's a good thing, right? Like the offense could certainly use somebody else to go to. And Brandon Ayuk had, you know, he showed some signs on on Sunday, but Mm -hmm. getting George Kittle back is going to be big. And then if you're able to consistently push the ball downfield, that's going to open things up for Elijah Mitchell. So that's, that's ultimately what, what Kyle Shanahan wants his offense to look like is be able to create big plays, you know, the 15, 25 yard runs, um, in outside zone, set up play action, take deep shots and just unclog the, the middle of the field, which is what the 49ers issue was really before this bears game. Right. Because so many teams were just packing the box and saying, all right, we're going to defend the run and you don't have anybody aside from Debo to really beat us over the top. So we can send safety help that way. And then, you know, who else is it going to be? And so right. now with Kittle back and with Brandon, Ayuk emerging, that could potentially unlock this whole thing. So George Kittle practice window open, likely to play Sunday. Robbie gold, his practice windows open. He's likely to play Sunday. Don't think that'll have a big impact on the running game, but we'll see. <laughs> and then we mentioned Jeff Wilson jr. Has been on the pup list since May. Um, with the torn meniscus, he had his practice window open and it sounds like he's going to be, it's a three week practice window. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like they might use all of that before he's active and ready to go. If I had to guess, I would say the Rams game, like he has a decent shot. The Rams game, I I would be shocked if he came in with just a week, you know, three days of practice played, you know, was active against the Cardinals. I, I would think Two weeks seems right. The 49ers have been pretty optimistic in terms of um, his comeback from that knee injury he had in June. And he's been working out pretty hard, but there's a difference, obviously, between working out and playing football. Um, So he's going to need at least a week, I would think. And they're not with Sermon and Mitchell. You know, Mitchell didn't practice today, but he looked. He was out on the practice field sort of taking mental reps. But I think he's going to play on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, with, With Mitchell and Sermon, you can you can afford to to wait a week on Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And um, then, like I think they'll trust Jeff Wilson even more than Trey Sermon. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Trey oh, yeah. Sermon was inactive against the Rams. And like hmm. it might be a situation where they go, okay, you know, we're gonna we're finally gonna use two running backs. Like that one surprised sure. me in the Rams game. So we'll we'll see. That's a week out, but um that's that's something I'm looking for with uh with Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back, who's wearing a new number? And it made it awfully hard to, to spot him on the practice field today because he's not wearing 30 anymore. He's number 22. That's an see, he's going to be a better player for that. Like he was really good in 30, like, to, like, like for, and 30 is not a bad running back number, but 22 is a vastly superior running back number. Sure. You disagree? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I, mm. it's, it's fine. Wow. It, it's fine. Like, it's not the best running back number, but it's better than 30, coach. Yeah, I mean, Todd Gurley won Offensive Player of the Year wearing 30. Yeah, Todd Gurley's also out of the league at 25. I find very little correlation between Todd Gurley being out of the league and, and his... Does result. Todd Gurley matter, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, so, so if so I'm changing numbers, I'm like I'm trying to go single digits, right? I guess. 
but like, is, like do, Leonard, is it really Leonard, I think is Leonard 30 Fo- bad enough to where you need to change numbers to another double digit number yeah I think if you're going from 30 to 22 as a running back number that's a big enough leap for me okay because like honestly honestly Leonard net looks weird in number seven I'll say it yeah I mean that's what he wore in college yeah and it looks weird I don't like it what do you want from me that's that's fair that's fair. <laughs> let's okay. Let's get to the injury stuff for real. So Debo Samuel, you mentioned, was out of practice Wednesday. Um, Elijah Mitchell out of practice Wednesday. Trent Williams also out of practice Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The Niners. It, it seemed like Shanahan was fairly optimistic that that they're going to play Sunday, and that's why we're going to do another podcast Friday once we have a little more clarity on on what the injury situation looks like. But the Niners actually for once don't have the worst of the injury situations going into a game because usually when, so the Niners send out their own practice report and then they send the other team's practice report and I'll go through the other team's practice report, but it's never anything usually really notable, Mm -hmm. but the names missing from Cardinals practice on Wednesday are like game changing, significant absences. Right. So starts with Kyler Murray, right? Um, I'm guessing, and this is just sort of, I, it's, a, it's an educated guess, I would say. Like, it, I think Kyler Murray's going to play. Um, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to play. Hopkins had the hamstring inju- issue, inju- <laughs> injury slash issue Inju-ju's last week. Injury Smith-Schuster? <laughs> um, but so... I think those two guys are going to play. JJ Watts probably not going to play. Um, James Wiggins, I don't know, and probably not the biggest deal if he doesn't, because I don't think he's a starter. But um, so, yeah, I'm expecting Murray to play. I think what's going to be notable about Murray, just how healthy is he? Because we've seen in the past, particularly last year when he was banged up, that he just, his production slips and the, and the way he plays changes when he's hurt. Um, so he limped off the field against, uh, against the Packers on Thursday. Um, he has an ankle issue that's keeping him from practicing. So if he's not nearly as mobile and he's, and he just has to win from the pocket, like that obviously benefits the 49ers. Now, Kyler Murray this year is a better player from the pocket than he was last year. Right. He, it's just the other stuff that makes Kyler Murray super unique, like his ability to change launch points and get outside the pocket and evade pressure and things like that. Like those are going to be the areas where he's not nearly as effective. Right. If his ankle issue is, is as bad as it might seem given that he's not practicing, but you know, from a a positive, the positive standpoint, if you're Kyler Murray, like you played on Thursday, so you got the long weekend, you got a few extra days for treatment and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that'll be positive and, and same is true for Hopkins and the hamstring. I'm expecting both those guys to play. Um, same. so, you know, if it's Colt McCoy, I think the 49ers would really luck out and have a chance to, to roll Arizona. Um, because I think they're playing, they're, they're in a much better place right now after that, after that bears game. Right. But if not, like I expect Arizona to, to be a really tough team to beat. If Kyler Murray plays, but they're more beatable if Kyler Murray's beaten up or if he's less mobile on that angle. Yeah. And if that's, that's the thing is it's not that he can't win from the pocket. It's just that their offense goes from 
difficult to defend to impossible to defend when he gets out on the move. Right. Because now your linebackers are having to make choices about whether they're going to go get him or defend, and then he's getting in the open field, and then once he's in the open field, he's hard to tackle. If you're limiting that area of his game, or if that's just not something you have to account for as a defense, that makes Arizona a lot easier to defend. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a scenario where they look at how limited he is and think that 100% Colt McCoy gives them a better chance to win than a 40% Kyler Murray. I think which is Murray, kind of wild to think about, but yeah, I think if Murray can play, they're going to play him. Um, what's interesting about the whole thing too, is that, you know, Jimmy Ward's probably not going to play. Right. right. So the 49ers are essentially because, you know, had Jimmy had, had Jaquaski tarp been healthy, he's probably the backup free safety. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're yeah. with Tavon Wilson, you're essentially down to your third strength free safety, which right against this offense is is clearly not ideal now Wilson is a veteran and has played in a lot of games so it's not the worst thing in the world but um you know Talano Hufanga is is a really nice player and a really nice rookie but you would love to have a really rangy smart veteran playing there behind him to potentially mask some of his deficiencies but you might not have that because Tavon Wilson just hasn't been in the in the defense as long and doesn't move as well as Jimmy Ward. So mm-hmm. that's going to be that that's going to be, you know, the other side of the Murray thing is like how healthy is the 49ers secondary um and or their safety spot now that they're they're essentially down they're down their two two starters at safety and Ward and Jimmy Yes. Hart. Like just outright without their two starters. But I I think Hufanga plays at a starter's level. Like I don't think there's a huge drop off between him and Jaquaski mm-hmm. and I think I think Hufanga probably is better at, at forcing turnovers potentially. Like there's more, there's more turnovers. He was around potential. the ball a lot. Yeah, there's more turnover potential with Hufanga instead of Tart. But you know, they'll like he'll be making a second career start. Which safety gives them the best chance to win, Chris? <laughs> I'm going with Hufanga. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm staying consistent. I like that. Big fan of the 2021 rookie class. 49ers football is finally back, everybody. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. You probably want to get out to the next home game. It's Arizona week nine and then Monday night football against the Los Angeles Rams week 10. There's a real chance Trey Lance starts one of those games and maybe you want to be at his first home start. Well, hey, TickPick has got you covered. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. They are the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. See, what TickPick did is they got rid of all those like those crappy service fees that other ticket sites charge where you find a really cheap ticket, but then you go to check out, and it, the service fees are more than your actual ticket. That happens to me all the time, but it doesn't happen at TickPick. I had a couple of buddies who went out and braved the, the rain and the wind at, in Santa Clara on Sunday night, and they went to TickPick and they said, hey, dude, shout out to you. Found some really cheap tickets and didn't have to pay all the fees. I was like, you're very welcome. And uh, that's what TickPick does. It allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it or if you don't believe my story about my buddies, you can find if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 100% of the difference in the purchase price. So again, the 49ers are back home. 
week nine and week 10, back-to-back home games, Cardinals, Rams, that Rams Monday night football game. I don't care what the Niners record is. Monday night football, divisional game, Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. You're going to want to be in the building for that one. It's going to be a ton of fun and you should get your tickets at TickPick. So visit TickPick.com slash candlestick today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That's TickPick.com, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash candlestick to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get <laughs> to the pick six as we discuss who will and won't play for the 49ers. So... I won last week. I think we decided that. I had Debo and Elijah Mitchell. The Offensive Player of the Week and the FedEx NFL Ground Player of the Week, by the way. Um, And and I picked first this week. Wow. So go me. Um, So with that first pick, I'm going to stick with Elijah Mitchell because even if his role is a little bit limited, this Cardinals defense... It's been okay, but they've been really opportunistic turnover-wise, and I think that's part of the reason they've been so good, but they are not great defending the run, and that was a big reason that you know there was this, this thought that when Trey Lance started against them that it could be a long day for the Cardinals' defense because of what the 49ers' run game was going to do. Well, George Kittle will be back. He did not play in that Cardinals game. I think George Kittle being back, Elijah Mitchell – really seems to have his legs under him after dealing with that shoulder injury. He only had nine carries in that first Cardinals game. So I think they're going to ride Elijah Mitchell again, even if he is a little bit banged up. Maybe he doesn't have 18 carries, but 13, 14. And if he's going off at five to six yards a carry, that should be plenty for him to have a really, really nice day. So I'm sticking with Elijah Mitchell. Fair. Um, well, since you left him on the board, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go with Debo Samuel. Because why not? He looks great. He's playing really well. He's one of the best receivers in the league. And uh, and if the 49ers are going to be successful on Sunday, it probably includes like 10 more targets and or touches. 
Um, I don't really call the the running plays targets. Those, those will be a touch in my old stat sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go Debo number two. Yeah, that's that's probably the right move. Uh, third pick, I'm going Nick Bosa. He had a sack against 100% Kyler Murray. I think he has a really good idea of how to rush Murray when he's 100%, even if he's 70 or 75%, or if it's Colt McCoy. Um, I think the Cardinals offensive line gets exposed a little bit, and I think Nick Bosa has a really big game. So again, um, the thought process here is, is we're picking the 49ers' best players. So Nick Bosa is their best player on defense, and I'm picking him. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, particularly like if Kyler Murray is stationary, then Bosa could have a big game for sure. Yeah. Um, well, so with JJ Watt out, all of a sudden you sort of slide all your protection to wherever Chandler Jones is. Mm-hmm. I would expect Chandler Jones would line up against Mike McGlinchey quite a bit on Sunday. Yeah. Which means that Trent Williams is going to be going against um, backups on the left side of, of the 49ers offense. And we saw what Trent Williams did against backups in Chicago. And I think like pro football focus said, it was the best grade of any offensive player this season in any single game. I wow. think something like I that. think, I think Trent Williams is our highest graded player overall through eight yeah. weeks. So, I'm going to stick with Trent Williams, even though he did not practice on Wednesday. Um, I think it's that there's that there's going to be a lot of Cowboy Wednesdays for 49ers veterans going forward um, throughout the rest of the season as they deal with injuries. Cowboy Wednesdays, of course, um, when I first got on the beat in 2013, that was what the writers called uh, Justin Smith's Wednesdays when he was just given practice off. Um so now whenever veterans get Wednesday's practice off, which is fairly common in the NFL, just guys dealing with injuries, they're called Cowboy Wednesdays. So I'm going to uh, – I'm not going to worry too much about Trent Williams' health. We saw the way he played after really not practicing a whole lot last week. Probably not going to practice a whole lot this week. Going against a backup on Sunday, 49ers are going to run behind him. He'll have George Kittle blocking on his side also, which won't hurt. <laughs> and – uh and I think Trent Williams is going to have another good game. I like it. Analysis. I like that you pick one that we can't really do statistically. Yeah. Well, that I'm, makes explaining I'm real... it. That makes that makes the post game breakdown way more fun. I'm a real tape guy. Oh yeah, no, you're a tape hound. Give me the clicker. Just a just a tape worm. Give me the clicker. Throw on the projector. Turn the lights I... off. And let's just grind some tape. Light a couple candles oh, and yeah. grind <laughs> the tape. I'm a big candles guy. Candles <laughs> well, perennially. I got a candle burning right. I've got a candle burning next to me right now. I don't. I usually. Do I gotta hit my. Record, I gotta hit I don't a, right now. Cactus flower. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit my guy Chris at Rogue Candle Company. He does candles inside of like beverage containers. Oh, recycling so, style? So, yeah. So, for example, if you had a beer, I don't want to name an actual beer, so let's make one up. Candlestick Chronicles. Um, <laughs> if you had a beer called Candlestick Chronicles by, I don't know, Cooperage Brewing, <laughs> and you want to save the cans because they look so goddamn sick, 
he can take those cans and fill them with candle. I like that. And so I have, I have just, I have wine bottles, beer bottles, um, and they're, they're all filled with very nice smelling candles. I have one sitting next to me right now. And, uh, we should, we should see if, if, if he can give us some candles. I'm with it. I'm a big, we're both big candle guys. Big, big. I forget where I had a train of thought there and you could hear it on the pod derailing as I was talking there. So anyways, let's get to pick number five and my final pick going against your Debo pick a little bit. Oh, because Devo, because Devo cars, because Debo re-aggravated his calf injury, (laughs) (laughs) because Devo aggravated his calf injury i think the 49ers are going to monitor that a little bit i think they're going to want to not lean on him as heavily i think brandon Ayuk played his tail off on sunday per kyle shanahan and i think brandon Ayuk is going to have the real brandon Ayuk breakout game and i'm going to take him i'm going to ride the brandon Ayuk momentum into week nine and take him with my final pick of pick six he had seven targets last week uh it was his highest total of the year he got out on that scramble play with Jimmy Garoppolo. We talked about that a little bit after the game in our post-game pod. I thought that was a really good sign. There was a Brian Baldinger, Baldy's breakdown, where he was talking about the blocking by the 49ers on an Elijah Mitchell run. And you see Brandon Ayuk at the top of the screen come across and wipe out a defender to let Elijah Mitchell cut back inside and get a few more yards. Um, he was the target on their two-point conversion play out of the slot. His move on that play and was nasty. Kyle Shanahan was unbelievable, dude. He gained like eight yards of separation within a two yard box. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So that was like, that I wanted to like tweet it, but like that was the type of move that he did all the time early on in training camp. Like mm-hmm. that was what was so surprising about the Ayuk stuff is because when we could watch training camp during the first two weeks of it, he was making those plays and he had like five catches of practice, just like getting wide open and being really difficult to guard. And like, that's why him, his just disappearance was so weird. Right. But he has that in him, which is why, like, that's why I was found it. It was like, he's, he should be getting open. And that was an example of it. Yeah. And that, that play specifically really stands out in my mind. And then you get Kyle Shanahan just gushing over how, how good he thought Brandon Ayuk played. I, I I just, I really think there's going to be one of those like eight or nine targets, seven or eight catches, hundred plus yard games coming. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's on Sunday. Yeah. And maybe now that he's had a good game and has blocked Kyle Shanahan will design some plays for him. <laughs> Boy, he got a screen pass. I know. I know. He got a screen pass. He's gotten a screen pass in reverse in consecutive weeks. My mind has been blown. Um, Who's your last pick? My last pick. I'm kind of glad you you left him available. I'm going to go with George Kittle. Oh, yeah. because he's still a good player. <laughs> George Kittle's still a good player. It turns and, out, and and it's you know it's it's one of the things that really I don't want to say got glossed over because I don't think you know I don't think the 49ers lost because they didn't have George Kittle. But, like, it was an absence that was certainly felt and that they really had a hard time trying to deal with during that four-game losing streak or during the, you know, two 
two and a half games or whatever it was during the during the losing streak. Like the Niners offense, the way it's built is designed to maximize George Kittle's skill set, right? Like he's an elite run blocker. And then given what you can do in play action, he can get open in space or be a deep threat for you. And they just didn't have that dynamic. They had Debo Samuel, but they didn't have another deep threat. Yeah. So like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see one of those play action rollouts with George Kittle matched up against a safety and then safety's got leverage here and he fakes this direction and goes to the other corner and he's wide open, right? Like that deep play mm-hmm. we see the, the 49ers run all the time. Like that, that would not surprise me at all. If we see that from George Kittle and, you know, what was it like the, no, that wasn't the the Cardinals game last year. I was thinking of 2020 when Kittle caught like all 15 of his targets. That was, that was the Falcons. Uh, the, yeah. Um, and then he fumbled at the end and they lost no, that was a 2019 game. I'm talking, I think it was the Eagles. Oh, game Eagles. Last- yes, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the Eagles. You're right. Yeah, yeah, That um, game they just lost. Yeah, I like, I don't know if that'll be this week, but like, I think George Kittle is going to be a very prominent uh, part of the offensive game plan just in terms of the way they utilize him. And I think Kyle Shanahan certainly knows that like the best version of this offense means giving George Kittle touches and not utilizing him only as a blocker. Mm-hmm. which is sort of what happened in the first two weeks, which is a little weird. But I think um, he got hurt early in the year. Yeah, he did. He got hurt in the in the Lions game. Right, because there was a play in week two where he got a first down and didn't do his little celebration thing and just kind of yeah. hobbled back to the huddle, and it was like, mm, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Fully healthy George Kittle for uh, the first also, time all season. And this is an aside, and I don't have like a lot of analysis or like answers for this. I mean, maybe we've discussed it before, but like a lot of the injuries have been dudes. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a little dinged up. Go ahead and play. And then the injury gets worse. Yeah. George Kittle did that. Trent Williams did that. Dre Greenlaw did that. There's speculation they wanted Javon Kinlaw to do that. Well, Javon Kinlaw hurt his knee early on in training camp. Right. And then like practice off and on like that. So that that definitely qualifies. D Ford's back has always been a problem, but he's still playing, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I've been hesitant to be the guy that's like, what's going on with the training staff? Because I think sometimes that, you know, like injuries happen in the league. Yeah. But just looking at some of the patterns, like it's not encouraging the fact that the Niners have a bunch of guys like, Oh, he's a little nicked up. He's fine. And then it's like, Oh, he practiced on it and it got way worse. Like that's happened a couple of different times. And when it happens to George Kittle and Trent Williams, it's like, and your first round pick and Javon Kinlaw, it's like, all right, like, so maybe the process or the people in charge of the process are not, are not as good at this as maybe they need to be. Well, and especially since part of the overhaul of the, of the training staff and marrying the training staff and the, and the, and the medical staff and the medical staff. Thank you. They All I can think of was health human staff. performance staff. Right. So part of the thing with marrying those two things was injury like prevention and right. getting players back on the field to where they wouldn't get re-injured. And this season they seem to be going like way away from that. I don't it's it's a weird thing for sure. Um can I say one more thing about pick six? Yes. An honorable mention. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo 
I was <laughs> going to pick him just in case it turns out that he flipped a switch. I'm not ready yet, but I just wanted it on the record that I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have another really good game. He's had good games against Arizona before. I know. It's definitely happened. 2019, two of his better games came against Arizona. Um, It would be really funny, and I would gladly eat crow if it got to this point. If, if like, Jimmy Garoppolo suddenly in this season did take a big leap, you know, like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch always talking about, well, Jimmy had his best offseason, and we know what he was in 2019, but we think he can be even better now, blah, 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 and all that stuff that, like, we didn't really buy, and that certainly didn't show up during the first six games of the season. But then, like, if it does happen, it's like, all right, I'll 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 take the L in that Jimmy Garoppolo actually did get better. I'm not, I'm not fully convinced it's going to happen, nor am I predicting it, but, like, he has good football in him. I don't think totally. Jimmy Garoppolo is just trash. But and I think that's like, why it's so frustrating when right. he doesn't play well, because it's like, right. what? He's such a better player than whatever is happening. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Consistency. I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I do. You think Trey Lance is going to get more run this week or any <sighs> run? I don't, I don't, may, I mean, maybe. Maybe if they're down at the maybe <laughs> if they're down answer. at the goal line on fourth down. Yeah, I think he plays. If I'm setting the over under at half a snap, I'll take the over. Right. But I don't think it's going to be like he plays ten snaps. Right. I think it would be very Lions ish if he if he did come in. Yeah. But maybe I'd... it's like, hey, you've seen the Cardinals defense before. You get more opportunities this game. But if if Garoppolo comes out of Week Eight rolling like he was. And then starts week nine scorching hot again. And he completes seven of his first eight for a hundred yards. And he has a touchdown. It becomes harder and harder to be like, okay, yeah, let, now let's put Trey Lance in. Right, right, right. That's the whole point. Like if you're winning football games and Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well, then you don't necessarily have to make a switch. If you're losing and you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo and he's playing poorly, then you're just wasting time. Right. What I think is going to be interesting is to see like, does Kyle Shanahan start, to incorporate Trey Lance more into the offense, just to use him as a weapon, right? Because I'm not saying like Taysom Hill, although he's mentioned Taysom Hill, and I really do not like thinking about Trey Lance as Taysom Hill because I think Trey Lance is an actual quarterback. Right. It it should be a better version of Taysom Hill. Right. It should be Taysom Hill stuff with the ability to throw a deep ball or just run your regular offense if you want to. Right. And that's what I think the theory was and why it's so tantalizing is this idea, not that he's going to come in and they're going to run zone read and he's going to run, you know, a uh, bootleg left and all that. Not, it's just like, Hey, he might come in and just run a slant to Ayuk for eight yards. And then be, because you're putting this stuff on tape and forcing teams to start game planning for right. this quarterback who might pull down a, a shotgun snap and, and take a quarterback draw or, um, you know, be able to throw it to whomever. It was also notable before the Bears game, we actually got, you know, a rare, a rare national reporter leak, sort of, with Ian Rappaport reporting that, you know, the 49ers might be close to playing Trey Lance, um, which was obviously came before Jimmy Caroppolo's, you know, 30 minutes of, of good football in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But 
they might be warming up to the idea that like at some point like all right we have to be open to the fact that trey lance even though we don't trust him because of his inexperience we have to be open to the idea of him just lifting the ceiling of the offense right just like through his skill set right so like I do wonder if there are going to be situations where it's like, all right, Trey Lance is in third and short. And then the defense is going to be thinking, all right, it's going to be quarterback power zone read or whatever. And then it's like, nope, it's a 60 yard play action bomb to George Kittle. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just wonder mm-hmm. if there are going to be situations like that. And then that's going to be like, okay, Trey Lance is like making some plays in a way that's not gimmicky or that's not just, reliant so much on his legs to where it's like all right maybe we should give this guy a little bit more burn here yeah yeah and that that's why like i said if i'm taking if i'm setting the over under at half a snap i'll take the over but i just if it feels like garoppolo is really getting in a rhythm and the offense is flowing maybe that's maybe that will be more incentive for kyle shanahan to put him in like all right the offense is in a good spot we're going to change it up for one play and then get it back going i'm not I'm not 100% sure, but we're eight weeks in, and outside of his start, he has, what, seven snaps? Like, I'm not. Do, do you remember that game in 2019 against yes. Carolina? Yes. When they when they ran for, like, what, 280 yards or whatever it was? Yeah, and Tevin Coleman had the three touchdowns. Yeah, like, and Debo Samuel had a rushing touchdown. Like, oh, my it, God, that was so sick. Yeah. Where he like, lined up, like, unbelievable. That's you'd never seen I... Luke Keekley look like an idiot. And Luke right. Keekley looked dumb a lot in that game. That's the game I think of when I think of what the possibilities could be with Trey Lance. Sure. Right. You have your a completely dynamic running game with so many different moving parts and eye candy before the snap and all that stuff. Not just quarterback power. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to get right. on the quarter the quarterback diatribe. Yeah, no, this, there's no the, need to have the conversation. I'm with you on the Jimmy Garoppolo optimism. And uh and honestly, like particularly with JJ Watt out and and there really only being one pass rusher, albeit an elite pass rusher in Chandler Jones. I think the Niners have a I, I'm probably more optimistic about the Niners winning on Sunday against Arizona than I think conventional wisdom would say right yeah like a three yeah, and four so. team a home underdog um an mvp candidate and kyler murray the cardinals being arrested I, I think the cardinals are pretty banged up though even with the extra days they're they're oh, banged yeah. up oh yeah and that favors and the, the niners are coming off the high of a of a big road win yeah i think that they i don't want to say they should win because it, the cardinals are really good even if they are banged up but it's not like if the 49ers win, it's going to be like jaw-dropping Jets just beat the Bengals type of thing. They haven't won a game at Levi Stadium in 13 months. Man. So, Yikes. like, you know, it's going to happen at some point. And if they play like they did in Chicago, then I think they're going to win at least one of these two against Arizona and the Rams. More likely they beat Arizona this week than the Rams. But if they if they beat arizona this week then you look at that rams game much differently than you do right now totally yeah i'm because they've their margin of error is so slim right now that when you're looking at these two games it's like they need one of the two and of these two teams right right now as of week nine the the rams are playing better than the cardinals 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, you get the win against the Cardinals, they're four and four. Okay, now if they fall to four and five, losing to the Rams, it's not the end of the world. Whereas if they lose to the Cardinals and then lose to the Rams, and they're three and six. Then you're starting Trey Lance. Yeah, because now you got if you're if you're thinking nine and eight's a playoff spot, that means they gotta go six and two the rest of the way. Man. I don't Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll get there. We'll yeah. we'll talk about it's, that. It's a but lot yeah. of hypotheticals. But yeah, I, I'm optimistic about the Niners this week. I am me too. Yeah. All right. We'll uh so Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, my fault on the weird scheduling. We will get back to a normal schedule next week. I will have a pot out for you on Friday with just kind of a quick assessment of, of the injury reports and, you know, what what we know from those injury reports and kind of what it means for, for Sunday's game. So uh, check your feeds for that. Subscribe, rate, and review if you have not. We appreciate that a ton. Tell all your friends. Um Niner season, a lot of reasons for optimism moving forward. So you're going to want to lock in. Thanks, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.